and welcome. You have found yourself at the Monkey Magic Podcast, a light-hearted and affectionate look back at the classic TV series Monkey, produced by Nippon TV and adapted from the classic Chinese novel Journey to the West. This podcast will take a nostalgic look back at this morals-infused adventure and consider what lessons we could learn for the 21st century. My name is JP. In this week's episode, desperate to please Shang Shu, the woman that he hopes to marry, the unhappy king of the unicorns promises to find a new toy for her spoilt brat son, little Chen. When he finds out about Monkey's magic wishing staff, he decides this would be the ideal thing. By capturing Tripitaka and using his all-powerful magic ring, the king plans to defeat Monkey and steal his precious wishing staff. While Monkey struggles to resist the king's magic ring, Pigsy, meanwhile, finds it difficult to resist Chung Shu. Welcome to the Monkey Magic Podcast with me, your host, JP. And welcome to the Monkey Magic Podcast. This week, episode 16, The Most Monstrous Monster. Reminder, as always, this review will be spoiler heavy. So if you have not seen the episode, go and watch it first, then come back and join us. Well, here we are, episode 16. We open with the the shot of a little boy throwing a tantrum. Toys! Majesty, we start a world for new toys. There are no new ones anywhere. That spoiled brat is bored with every toy in the world. Do not call him that. She might get to hear, and you all know how much I love her. Like a really annoying toddler. I want, I want, I want. Well, his mother, who instead of disciplining the little rascal, is just arguing with a man. The mother is called Chung Shu. Her suitor is the Unicorn King. And she's hitting him with a guilt tripping right from the off. You know, if you really loved me and my kids, you'd keep your promise of giving a gift to to her son, a new toy. Guilt tripping. He's sad because, well, A, he, he was born a unicorn and he's deep down, he thinks he's not really good enough for her because effectively he's a monster. She's got a bit of a monster too, right? This annoying kid. So one of the themes of this week, I'm guessing, is the danger of dating single mothers. Particularly if they've got spoiled brats. So anyway, this is Unicorn King. Is He's gone round asking his subjects to help. And his advisor's saying, listen, Chung Shu is spoiled, right? She's just expecting everything to come for nothing. She's really just using you. And deep down, the Unicorn King, he knows that. He, he recognises she's selfish. But he's right up for her. You know, they say love is blind and all that kind of stuff. And candidly, she's pretty hot, right? So I can see where he's coming from. The advisor tells the King, though, that 
you know, if you do want a toy to go to this kid, a potential thing would be the wishing staff that belongs to Monkey, who, for some unknown reason, he knows will pass through their country in the very near future. It's not really explained how the advisor knows this, nor is it called out that the magic wishing staff that's used by Monkey is not really a toy. He sees that sometimes with kids at like Christmas time, they get things that are, you think, you've been given this highly complex piece of technology, but it's not a toy, right? It's like, that's what this is. So then we crossed across to the pilgrims. Monkey says he smells something. And Pixie's like, what? Well, it's not me. I, like, I washed last week. Like, last week? It's been a week since he's had a wash. Monkey's in that. It's not that. He can smell a demon. He can scent it. But the others can't. They, they don't have that sense of smell. Tripitaka jumps in to say, listen, it's holy to bear the unbearable. Talking about the smell. Uh, and Monkey agrees. Yes, he certainly is unbearable, isn't he? Who... Who else is he talking about but Pigsy? Tripitaka says, hey, right, that's enough. That's enough. And eventually they meet up with a farmer. He's got a cart, a broken ankle, and it's stuck in the mud. Now, in previous episodes when you encounter such persons, it's nine times out of ten they turn to be demons. So you'd think that that might be the case on this time too, is it? Anyway, his cart is stuck in the mud, so he's suggesting, can I borrow Monkey's staff to help, can I get a bit of leverage? Monkey's suspicious. The others aren't, he? But, but can you borrow it? No. No. The trip attack is not happy. He said, mind your manners. Like, you know, like, give me a break, trip attacker. Every week you're so naive. The farmer apologises, but he actually stuffs up during it because he calls Monkey's stick his magic wishing staff. Monkey hadn't called it that, so yeah, he's kind of giving himself away, right? He's a demon. Cool figure. It wasn't a surprise, right? He attacks him. Sandy tries to stop him. Farmer says the unicorns will get Monkey. Monkey says, I don't care. And he just proceeds to just go and kill the farmer. As you can imagine, Tripitaka, it's an immediate red card. Sacked again. How dare you go and kill people? Because they can't see it's a demon. They just think it's a, just a random farmer. Monkey's got that extra vision. The Unicorn King is grieving, meanwhile, for his dead friend and vows revenge. The Pilgrims, now without Monkey, arrive at the Unicorn King's house. Well, he's in his human form, right? But amazingly, that night, they see the farmer that Monkey killed on a table. The Unicorn King is grieving over this one, and Tribitaka just... Feels guilty, even though it's got really nothing to do with him. He holds his hand up and says, right, it was my disciple Monkey who actually killed this farmer. 
the Unicorn King is like, what? I want him brought to justice. But Tripodeca said, no, listen, he's already had a punishment. I've, I've sacked him. Like, well, that's not really that much of a punishment, is it? He then basically says, uh, by the way, I'm a demon. <laughs> hey, and I want his wishing staff. So whilst there was a little bit of feeling sorry for the guy, within a very short space of time, they're realising that Monkey was in the right again, again, and they've just prejudged him. Sandy is wise enough to escape, and he goes to try and find Monkey. Explains about the Unicorn King. Can you come back and help us? This seems to be a weekly occurrence. Monkey gets, like, hooked. And then, oh no, we're in trouble now. Can you come back and help us? Sandy, like, you know, he's, he's basically saying, come on, we, we shouldn't be killing, we're Buddhists now. But can you come back? And Monkey's like, well, I can come back and knock his, knock his block off. Well, so he's not really quite getting what Sandy's saying. But he says, ah, okay, well, let's go to the cave and, and face this unicorn. So they fly back there. And Monkey demands to see Tripitaka, who is, as per usual, captured. King comes out and says, give me your wishing stuff. No, is the answer. What Monkey has not bargained on, however, is the Unicorn King has got a special weapon. He's got a golden ring. So when Monkey tries to attack him with the wishing staff, he, he's able to hoopla it, catches both the staff and the ring. He's got it. He's got it. Right, shut the door. And, like, well, there you go. He's got it. So straight back to the, the mother and the boy. Right, there's your wee present, wishing stick. First thing the little boy does is knocks him over the head with it. But... He's kept his side of the bargain, right? Are you going to be marrying me now? And it's, she's like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not up for it. That, that's what I took from it. So he's, like, he's a unicorn king. He's just like some annoying person. Anyway, the reason she's not up for it is she's saying, realistically, we can get married, right? Because if you think about it, I'm a human and you're a demon. And we'd really need a respectable human priest to, to marry them. And listen, we, like, who's going to do that? Well, that's a problem, right? But it's, but it's no, because... Who have they got captured? Tripitaka. Right, okay, let's back up. The king goes to ask Tripitaka, hey, listen, I know we've sort of captured you and all that, but uh, do you think you could maybe marry us? Now, sometimes, you know, you just want, even if he's no your pal, and this guy's no his pal, but he's just like a, a fellow traveller, you just like, just cut us a bit of slack. And, and Tripitaka's, he's no doing it. He's, he's like, nah, nah, I'm no, I'm no, I'm no prepared to, to, to marry his. I'm like, oh, come on, Tripitaka. He's not really bribable either, right? It's like, nah, I'm just no doing it. 
Yeah, so we're, we're a bit of an impasse. Meanwhile, outside, Monkey and Sandy are trying to batter down the, the door. Like in a blipping racket. And the Unicorn King's like, God, I can't even watch the telly here, right? So goes out to see, right, what's going on? Monkey demands Tripitaka back. And there's another fight, right? You're like, wait and give us peace. And he's got a nice quote, he says, We unicorns could take over the whole earth. It's only because we are mythical and nice that we haven't. Well, that isn't that nice. He also says, My ring could swallow the world. Read into that, what you will. Okay, so he, he manages to win that fight. And back inside, Pigsy's there too, right? So... How how do you try and get Pigsy on site? Well, you just ply him with food and wine, right? So this is this is him going a wee bit rogue, the Unicorn King. Trippy Taka's no up for this marriage thing. He, he's not going to marry them. But maybe if I can persuade his pal Pigsy, he can try and help me convince him. So, like, just get get Pigsy pretty much on the tops. And uh, and then maybe we'll be good. That is the idea, anyway. But Trippy Taka is pig-headed. He is known for moving. It is. It's it's going to be a difficult one. But the Unicorn King says, "Right, listen, Pigsy. Let's try again. If you were to help me to get Trippy Taka to change his mind, I will make you a duke." Oh. You know when you get you get told there's a promotion coming? Like, all of a sudden, your morale and your motivation has just went through the roof. That's Pigsy. He's gone. He's already thinking of himself. I could be the Duke of the Unicorns. All right, okay. Let's do that. So we'll, we'll call you Pigsy. We'll call you Hog Chow. Okay, and this is my intended bride-to-be... Oh, with a human lady, a Chun Chao, that's her. And you know how they are. Humans are crazy. She wants a legal wedding, yes. Oh, no. Well, anyone would know that that's a bad move because as soon as Pigsy has seen this Shun Shu, yeah, no, he's going to be, he's going to have the horse for her, isn't he? Made him to marry us. A Trepitaka is a very respectable and human priest from China. My, you are a pilgrim, are you? I didn't know they could be like you. Oh, you didn't tell me she was so beautiful. Big time. It's not looking good for the heroes, that's for sure. Not that Pigsy's caring about any of that, because he's only got eyes for this shunshu. And he's, he's trying to make a move on her, just as the Unicorn King walks in. So... Whilst he's wanting Pigsy to help convince Tripitaka to marry the two of them, Pigsy's got other ideas. This this whole tale is about grass cutting. You know, he's kind of he's he's basically cutting this guy's grass, and he's he's giving him all his wine and all that kind of stuff. Saying, "Can you can you help me?" But meanwhile, he's wanting to move in on his his missus or his prospective missus, and interestingly. Pigsy wants nothing to do with the kid. We then see the Turtle King, who's not been in the show so far, but he, he arrives at the Unicorn King's house on the pretense that he's going to be the best man. 
Right? So there's actually people getting invited to this wedding, but there's, there's no one to marry them, right? Yeah, of course it's no him. <laughs> right? It's, it's monkey in disguise. But uh, the Unicorn King is like he's delighted to see this Turtle King saying, Oh thanks very much. Like there's no there's not really a hint that maybe there should be like a you know, a bucks or a stag do over to like uh, Prague or anything like that. But it's it's not at that stage because he doesn't even know if this is gonna head or not, right? So Trippy Tacker's just been pretty obstinate, right? And little does he know, but like Pigsy's cut his grass, and and like we've not seen the little boy for ages, but you got to imagine he's already bored with that wishing staff. So what, what's his next toy? Like you know, it's like never ending. I think he's better just cutting his losses and just kind of finding a female unicorn. Maybe they're rare. I don't know. Monkeys in disguise is this uh, turtle. What was it? Turtle King. Yeah. He's the proposed, the possible best man. But once he's through the door, then he can go back to his normal self. And he sees Shang-Q making plans with Pigsy to run away together. You've got to be joking, Pigsy. The little boy, meanwhile, is fed up with the wishing staff. Surprise, surprise. And... The thing comes to a head where everyone's all in the same spot. Monkey says, right, okay, I've not got it back, but listen, I've found out that Tripitak is okay, but this monstrous woman and her son have the staff. Sandy, you've no idea. I want a wishing staff. And a monstrous human woman has got it. At least her awful son has. Oh, unusual. A woman more monstrous than monsters. Monkey goes, hey, I've got an idea. Sandy, you take on woman's form. And with a little click, Sandy turns into an ugly woman. Even monkeys are a bit scared of him. But Sandy, meanwhile, thinks he's actually gorgeous. Sure enough, though, the little boy, he does want a new toy. He's bored with the wishing staff. Give me a break. Tension of a toddler. So Chun Chu says, well, really, the only other thing that's remotely comparable it, that the Unicorn King can give is his ring because you know it's like he's going to get fed up with this wishing staff pretty soon so if you really loved me you would do it again that guilt tripping right she's not even interested in him she's just kind of dangling the little tease that she might be what's he going to do oh, alright and he hands over the ring to the little boy. But hey ho! The plot twist. The little boy is monkey in disguise and Chun Yu is sandy in disguise. So, what was the episode about? So the main theme this week is effectively the lack of self-confidence amongst unicorns. This guy has been pursuing this single mother for ages and he's trying to do everything he please her. 
and there's no reciprocation whatsoever. So I think he needs to really take a step back from the situation and think, am I devoting the right energies in the right places? As I said earlier, maybe he should have just been looking for a unicorn woman. Uh, I don't know what don't know what that would be. Maybe, maybe someone that doesn't post on social media, selfie pictures on Instagram, or tweeting every five minutes. Yeah, quite rare, probably. He does. At the end of the episode, however, sort of recognise that himself. When Monkey catches the real Chun Shu and says she is more evil than the most of the monsters he's fought. And he's about to kill her when, you know, surprise, surprise, the Unicorn King intervenes. And he does know that Chun Shu is a selfless, heartless woman. But... But to be fair, it was him who stole the wishing staff and kidnapped Tripitaka. He knows what she is, but he still loves her. He thinks she can't love him, though, because he's an ugly monster. He did what he did for love. So it's, it's a kind of like crim passionel. Crim passionel. He couldn't say no to her. Well, Tripitaka... It takes a bit of a philosophical view this week and says, listen, right, well, if you come to that realisation, fine. And ultimately, from a Buddhism perspective, to understand yourself is probably the beginning of wisdom. So there we have it. With the realisation and precious self-awareness, the Unicorn King can now see where he was going wrong. That's your that's your Buddhism 101, isn't it? We're sort of on his side now. And it is just a pure coincidence. But actually, the unicorn as an animal is one of the national animals of Scotland. It's on the crest. Now, some may think I'm being biased, but... I'm liking the Unicorn King because he's had that self-awareness. So the most monstrous monster, that act originally transmitted in the UK on the 31st of October, 1980, Halloween. In Japan, it was the 21st of January, 1979. And in Australia, the 28th of May, 1981. No harm is going to come to him. And Chun Shu realises that, you know, actually, maybe maybe I've just been a wee bit too hard. And maybe I should get married to him. Will you do the honours, Kripitaka? And he goes, aye, all right. And the, the pilgrims are there as the guests, right? So it's good. Probably they're... They got a little bit of a, a knees up and some drinks at the end as well, and maybe maybe a, a, a decent night out. Right? And with that, that's that's where we come to the pig. We're gonna say, well, thanks very much. Don't spoil the little kid too much, and we'll continue with our journey. 
Is it so extraordinary, the marriage of a person to a monster? We are all human. We are all monster, says Buddha. Join us next week for episode 17, Truth and the Grey Gloves Devil. Listening to the Monkey Magic Podcast, an affectionate look back at the iconic Japanese TV series Monkey. Monkey is available on Blu-ray and DVD from Fabulous Films and will be coming to a streaming service to you soon, no doubt. Meantime, please like, share and if you have any comments, we'd love to hear from you at Monkey Magic Podcast at gmail.com. My name's JP. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>